Stacker podcast. Uh, it's just a conversation show. I wanted to go around and talk to my friends during this turbulent time in the States, I guess in the whole world actually, and uh, just see how everyone's doing. Just talk to people, catch up with them, you know, just conversation. Uh, I'm here with my friend Carlos. Howdy. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's just here. I came to his house to record this podcast. His dog is in our lap right now. He's a He's a needy boy. He's he's pretty big too. Like, how much do you think he weighs? Yeah, he might be around twenty pounds. Now. Yeah, like we had to, or Carlos had to use a bed to bring him up the stairs because he's got some leg issues. Yeah, granted, he's part Chihuahua. He shouldn't be this heavy. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. Our he's fault. he's a he's a he's a thick boy, but yeah, he's he's happy right now. His name's Bruce the Goose. That's it, right. It, that that's not actually no. right. Um, his actual name is Bruce, but um. Time to time, we do call him Brucey Goose. Uh, I thought you guys only call him Brucey. Actually, no, we call him Boopy most of the time. Boopy? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so when you call for Boopy, does he come to you? Yeah, it's uh, he'll call to, he'll listen to Boopy, Bruce, Brucey. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess that's a, that's a bunch of options. I guess humans have a bunch of nicknames too. That is true. That's yeah. kind of cool, yeah. I go by Nick, Nicholas. Don't you go by uh, Ganon sometimes? I do go by Ganondorf occasionally, too. That's a cute name. It is, yeah. Alright, so, yeah, I just want to do a quick introduction to Carlos. We met in high school. I think it was in a, it was in the school cafeteria. Like, we actually kind of went to a bougie school out in D.C. It was pretty cool, though. St. John's, shout out. Yeah, the cadets go, what is it? Cadets, Cadets? right, yeah. Okay, Johnny's. Go Johnny's. Go to Johnny's, right? Yeah, shout out to the Johnny's. And, uh, yeah, I remember, like, he was just sitting in the cafeteria, and I was, I don't, we didn't really know each other that well. I don't know if we had been introduced at all before then, and if we had a conversation before then. I don't think so, no. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, what's up? Like, I think our, I think there was, like, a people, people surrounding the table, and, like, they all left, and it was just us. And I mentioned, like, or you were mentioning how your sister was, like, pre-med in -hmm. music, but she was focusing on music and your mom or your parents, I don't know. Yeah, my parents were were kind of disapproving of her decision just to follow music. Yeah, and I was saying how, like, yeah, my mom wants me to do STEM, too. And I guess that's just the, that's just normal for people nowadays. But, yeah, I guess it's something to relate to. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's... And then we ended up having some classes together, I believe, with uh, Mr. Cooper. Yeah, Mr. Cooper, the this man. Irish religious teacher. It was a, it was an interesting time. We used to, he used to call Carlos the goat of music. Like he would size <laughs> him up in class, be like, "Yeah, Carlos is like the best musician in the country," and I'd be like, "Damn, I'm pretty <laughs> shitty. Like, I don't really do anything. Like, I'm, uh, I guess I'm not that." And then <laughs> he was an interesting man. He would say, yeah. "Brother man," a lot. He'd call you Brother Man, right? Mr. Yeah, Brother he, Man. he would call me Brother Man. I don't know if... <laughs> we're just not going to talk about that, but yeah, that happened. Uh, I, I think I remember... Uh, I think we got caught by him playing some iPad games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just a, a constant theme in high school. Yeah. For reference, in high school, our school gave us iPads. I don't know if a lot of kids can relate to that, but uh, yeah. It was a beauty school. Yeah, and we used to play games during class, especially 
religion class. And, uh, I didn't think about it. That's weird. Yeah. I'm not super proud of it today, but <laughs> it did happen. And, like, you know, that's just the reality. It just happens, you know. Okay, so the next time that we we talked really was Beach Week? Yeah, it was our, our senior year. I think you... I think you approached me asking what the plans, what my plans were for, I think, Beach Week. And we had gone, we were planning to go with some friends who actually go to UMD as well. Um, Jesse and Mike and Glenn. Yeah, shout out to Jesse, Mike, and Glenn. But yeah, I don't remember why I didn't go with uh, my other friends because we weren't like the tightest friends at the time. I had other friends, but I don't think any of them were very interested in going out for Beach Week. They kind of thought it was lame. Uh, but I, I was into it, so I just found them, Carlos, Mike, and Jesse, and I was like, can I join up with your group? And they were very friendly. Yeah, it ended up being a really fun time. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We won't go into the details, because <laughs> some of it is a bit explicit, but... Uh, yeah, definitely some experiences we uh, yeah. strongly bonded over, I would say. You know? Definitely some, some firsts. <laughs> that sounds a little sus, but um, continuing forward, yeah, we uh, went to UMD together and then ended up rooming. Uh, in the same in the same room for our sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year out in Dorchester. Right. Like, kind of a crusty dorm, but super like cozy. Like it was, and it's in the center of campus, so it's pretty convenient to get into our classes. Yeah. I remember like w- waking up like five minutes before class and <laughs> just running yes. to yeah. to uh, to arrive late to take my quizzes. Yeah, or sometimes just not arriving at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> We don't have to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after that, I think it was the winter of our sophomore year. Carlos got me into climbing. Right. His sister used to work at a climbing gym. Yeah, she used to work at Earthchecks in Columbia. And yeah. she got me into that, like, around senior year of high school. Yeah, so one day Carlos introduced me and took me up there to go climbing. And to be honest, I wasn't super interested at first. I thought it was, like, kind of lame. It was, like, adults. <laughs> on a jungle gym like a children's playground yeah <laughs> i was like this isn't cool at all and there weren't really many black people at all i probably was like the only like one of five black people in the entire gym right. but then like as i tried it out i was like this is pretty cool uh and i got into it and then i ended up working at earth tracks myself shout out to btcc i guess <laughs> and uh yeah now it's kind of like my thing yeah. and I'm pretty into it. I've been outdoor climbing a bit. Carlos has too. Yeah, a bit. Just like some outdoor bouldering. But it's definitely been cool to see you get really into the sport, you know? Just like find that community. Yeah, for sure. I know like a lot of people struggle finding their community in college. And it was pretty great that like through a sport, I just found everybody that mm-hmm. like we had similar interests and in things. So it was pretty easy to uh, meet people and like join a family in a way for sure yeah so like moving to today Nick I mean how are you feeling with things how you been this whole quarantine what you been up to you know quarantine has been a real experience the first two weeks I did absolutely nothing I was call Carlos and FaceTime and be like yeah I haven't been to any classes this whole online zoom thing is just not for me yeah. and then I don't know. I guess I turned things around when I started building a climbing wall in my garage. Yeah, I, uh, that's sick. I found something that I was into and I like super focused on it. I'm pretty proud of it because I used a bit of math and geometry. So I told my advisor about it, my civil engineering advisor, and he was like, yes, see, this is why 
this is why engineering is your field. And I was like, I'm, I'm not exactly sure about that, but... Yeah, using that geometry skills, you know? Yeah. You, uh, learned from civil engineering. I, I think I learned it from, like, ninth grade algebra. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool, I guess. Well, what about for you? I mean, first of all, I mean, shout out to online Zoom because that definitely saved my classes. <laughs> GPA, <laughs> yeah, pass fail. Thank you so much. Yeah, pass fail definitely blessed my GPA in some ways. For sure. <laughs> I had a couple classes where I was like, I don't know if I could have passed this if it wasn't pass fail and it wasn't online. If it was online and it wasn't pass fail. Yeah, it. De- I mean, I don't know if it made me a better student, but GPA wise. Yeah, I mean, when they look at my transcript 20 years from now and they see my GPA, they won't care about, well, was he a good student during quarantine? They'll just see the numbers. Yeah, Uh, that is very true. Um, But besides that, I mean, it's kind of been the same experience just being bored for a little while. But, you know, you have to develop like a schedule or a regimen. So, I mean, you're not as affected. I know some people are just like feeling a little depressed or a little miserable um, just because there's no... There's no um, structure to their schedule or what they're doing. Yeah, so I, I definitely feel that. I mean, now I'm into summer classes, so that's something to look forward to. But, um, yeah, I mean, things are starting to open up now, so you get to see friends here and there. Yeah, and there's, like, I know you guys know about the protests going on and everything. I went to a couple myself, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's just, like, a turbulent time in the country. Right. And, I mean, the country's starting to open back up, but also, like, these protests were going on, and things are supposed to be shut down, but people had a right to like speak their voice and like go out and protest for the things that they believe in. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a crazy time. For sure. It really is. I mean, it could be really, really stressful and anxious for people who are also stuck at homes, you know, who want to participate, yeah. but are also concerned with, you know, COVID. I mean, it's still out there. Right? Yeah, and their family, especially the, shout out to the people who are like living alone, who have really no one to talk to besides yeah. like, going on FaceTime or Zoom. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that must be really tough. Yeah. So, like, what shows have you been into or what music have you been listening to during quarantine? So there's this show on Netflix. You guys might have heard of it. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Best show of all time. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best show of all time, but... There's a there's a tier list by Nick, actually, that you guys should probably check out. Uh, I don't think gonna, that'll ever be available to you guys. You gonna link that up, Nick? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's been my go-to this whole quarantine. But I did finish it in, like, a few days. So now I'm trying to rewatch Dark. Season 3 comes out in, like, a few days. So you guys yeah. should check that out for sure. I haven't checked out Dark, but Carlos has been telling me it's the German Stranger Things, but and, it's better. Uh, yeah, it's a little better. A little more mature. Um, a little darker. Uh, I need the maturity uh, in my life. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Nick. So I also rewatched Avatar during quarantine like Carlos. And uh, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about which element I would like to have in real life. And it's definitely between water and air for me, because I think they're the most... Utilize a, wait, what is it? Usable <laughs> in real life, you know? Like, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you look at their, the core ideas of each element, with air is about freedom and water is about adaptation. Yeah, like change and yeah. earth is about being resilient and I think fire is about ambition. Yeah, I mean, fire is just a little 
It's a little too much for me. Yeah, Fire is a bit edgy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're not edgy like that. All the characters in Avatar who are edgy are firebenders. <laughs> yeah. right? I ain't trying to be an Azula. Yeah, yeah. Azula and Zuko. Zuko's just so angry. Yeah. Yeah. You it all like it. focuses on his like angry little ponytail that pops out of his head. Yeah, that was not a good haircut. That was not a good Sorry, look for him. The long hair was definitely was definitely better. Yeah. Girls are like simping over long hair. Yo, you, Zuko on you're not, Zuko, you're not simping? I'm, I'm not simping. Oh, he's like 16, never mind. Yeah. I, yo, so when I was younger, I used to think Katara was kind of cute. I used to think Azula was kind of cute too, and Ty Lee. Ty Lee. But then like, I was watching the show recently, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, they're 14. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was, I don't know if that's sus or... I mean, you think about it, they kind of, they've grown over the years, right? So, uh... No. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't grow within the show, though. No, true. Yeah, no, we're not into them whatsoever. Yeah. So, FBI, <laughs> don't listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I would definitely choose water bending just because it's like you can. It's so usable within the real world. Yeah, but like my cool. personality, I think matches with fire bending the most. Hmm. I don't know about Carlos. Do you think you're ambitious, Nick? Yeah. Okay. There we go. I think I, uh, I like water, to be honest. I feel like I, I'm about adaptation, about the flow of things. I think I'm about the flow of things, too. Just... No, 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 no. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see how it is. Yo, y- y'all see how he treats me, right? <laughs> Yo, if I turned off the audio right now, he would beat me up. Yeah, we're about to throw hands. Oh, my goodness. Avatar really just takes me back to a time like other childhood experiences that I had I know I think around so the summer of 2009 I like to call that my goat summer I had a lot of like first in that summer it was the first time I realized I was black (laughs) well I always knew I was black but it was when I first realized other people knew I was black (laughs) so I went to this summer camp in Anne Arundel County so for reference, I live in PG County. Don't come looking for me, but I live in PG County. And my county is almost entirely black, or it has a large African-American population. And, uh, but I have a friend from like, kindergarten who lives in Anne Arundel County, which is a, a predominantly white county. So I went to summer camp out there with him. And I remember one day we went, we went on a trip in camp to a lake. And this lake was also like, weirdly attached to like, an arcade and the arcade have bumper cars. Okay. This is kind of a tangent, but you'll see where this is going eventually. <laughs> so, yeah, there was these white kids, or white boys who were also in the camp, and once we came up to, like, the bumper cars area, they were like, yo, you and your friend versus us, like, whites versus blacks. Oh, no. And then I was like, ah, yeah, sure. I, I was only around, I was only in, like, fourth grade, so I didn't know, I wasn't old enough to be like, hey, that's not core, or that's kind of weird. But, yeah, he said that, and then we ended up playing a game of bumper cars. And then on the school, so we took school buses, like, back and forth from the field trips and camp. I know if, if you went to camps in the United States, you probably had a similar experience. But at these camps, yeah, we would take these buses back and forth. So we sat in the front of the bus, and these kids, the kids that we played bumper cars sat. The kids that we played bumper cars with sat in the back of the bus. And uh, on the bus ride home, like, these kids just like yelled out the window like, "Oh, black people suck!" But we were sitting in the we were sitting in the front. They were sitting in the back, and they yelled us out the window. I don't know if they if they heard us or they 
if they thought we could hear them or not. But yeah, we heard that. And my friend was just so casual about it. Me, I was like, as a person coming from a neighborhood where I didn't see anything like that, it was just like pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. But for him, it was just like, yeah, it's whatever. And then eventually I, I was just like, yeah, it's whatever. Like it didn't really make that much of a difference to me. Oh, so that was like kind of one of your first experiencing experiences seeing like this color divide, I guess, right? Yeah, kind of, I guess. I mean, my family's from Missouri, so I mean, <clears throat> they've always known about it and like experienced it in their day-to-day life sometimes. But for me, it was like the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that. And it was pretty surprising. Mm, I see. Yeah, but even though all this stuff happened, I still consider myself a pretty well-adjusted human being. (laughs) I live a pretty great life, if I'm being honest with myself. Like, I don't really have to worry about much. But yeah, that was just the beginning of the summer of 2009. It it had a lot of, it had some some turns and twists and things like that. It was also the first summer that I, like, I really liked someone. I was into this girl, or I went to tennis camp in this, like, sports complex in that same summer. And throughout this whole throughout the whole camp, there was this girl I was into, but she was into this like older guy who was probably like a year older than us in the camp. And she'd be like, "Oh, he's so cool, he's so cool," and I'd just be like, "Yeah, <laughs> I guess he's cool." <laughs> yeah, Nick, I kind of saw you clenching your fist right there. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, eventually, I was a year older than a lot of the kids too, but this dude was like two years older than them. Okay, so. Eventually, he became friends with me because he was like, you're the only person that's like, who understands me. Like, he was kind of a soft boy back when soft boys weren't really a thing. (laughs) But I guess they were still into him. So, um, yeah, we used to hang out and like play basketball together and he'd like blast Eminem. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're kind of (laughs) edgy. But it was still, it was so cool. And yeah, the last day at camp. I remember, <laughs> I remember the last day at camp, I wanted to like tell her how I felt. I, I'll just say her name. I don't really care. Her name was Jocelyn. And like, I was like, I wanted to be like, Jocelyn, I really like you. And I don't know how to say this, but when I was going to approach her, when camp was about to end, like I was going to get on the school bus, I was going to, my mom was going to pick me up and I was going to leave for good. Like I went to approach her. And then as soon as I got close to her, like, I thought I was going to go in for a kiss and all this, like, going to my mind. <laughs> like, I was living in some kind of fantasy, but... <laughs> yeah. So, I went up to her, and then she was just like, bye. And I said bye. And then I ran to my mom's car, <laughs> and we drove away. Were you upset? But I was upset, yeah. And the car was like, dang, I ruined my one chance at love. Like, I was so dramatic. I guess, to this day, I'm still pretty dramatic about things like that, but... Is that when, you, was, is that when you'd say uh, your scheming started, Nick? <laughs> I guess it was the beginning of scheming, but it really, that really wasn't a scheme. Like I was going to go up to her direct and tell her how I felt, mm. but I was just like too scared, you know? It is what it is, Nick. It is, sadly. Yeah, but Jocelyn, if you're out there, hit me up. So now that I've just exposed myself, <laughs> Carlos has to say something about himself too. Yeah, so Nick, my, uh, my childhood was actually not eventful whatsoever. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty sad to be honest because I, I didn't get the normal experience. It was mostly just waking up and, you know, play, playing instruments every day. <laughs> I remember times where uh, my sisters and I had gone to sleep already. My dad would arrive <laughs> home and he had, you know, discovered that we hadn't practiced our instruments. So he'd wake us up. This is like 11 p.m. Granted, we were like little kids. So um, 
he'd wake us up and make us practice for like about an hour and a half or two hours. Um, a lot of a lot of crying to be honest, Nick. So uh, that's that, that. That doesn't sound very fun. Um, no, it wasn't indeed. Wait, what sports did you did you play any sports growing up? <clears throat> no, my dad uh, tried making me play tennis a couple times. No tennis camp, but did you have any tennis camp crushes? Nah, no tennis camp crushes. Actually, I, I didn't really have crushes for most of my life. It was uh, mostly like the tail end of high school. Yeah, you're just a different breed then. <laughs> <laughs> so, things were pretty pretty boring for the most part. Yeah, so uh, earlier today we were discussing gangs and whatnot. Um, Nick, you wanted to shout out <laughs> one of your gangs, right? <laughs> Not really my gang, but back in middle school we had like a little kid's gang in a way. The name was kind of explicit, so I won't mention it on this <laughs> podcast. But we didn't really do much except for like get on the school bus together, go to the school bus stop together, and we thought we were cool and everything. But it, it really wasn't that cool. How, how big was this group, Nick? <laughs> uh, you know the standard like a hundred person gang. No, it was actually just three neighborhood kids <laughs> doing nothing essentially except for riding bikes around the neighborhood yeah, and playing video fun. games together, screaming at people on Call of Duty. You know. How kids are nowadays, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I think the the greatest experience we had as a gang, as a gang with quotation marks, <laughs> was uh, back in middle school. I don't, I don't know if you guys had this in your schools at all, but we had this one guy who used to sell candy out of his locker, and uh, he used to make a lot of money off of candy. Or we were in middle school, we thought that was a lot of money. I guess like $15, $20 a day was a, actually a decent amount of like money for middle, middle school. school. Yeah, so one of my friends, he wasn't in our like kid gang, but he watched the the candy dealer like insert his locker combination one day, <laughs> and then he came back during lunchtime during lunch period and inserted the combination and like took all the candy out of his locker, and then he uh, spread it throughout the cafeteria like he was the school Robin Hood, you it's know, the like Robin, the yeah. lunch period Robin Hood. He was just like candy for everyone, candy for everyone, and everybody was so happy, but. <laughs> the only person I guess who wasn't happy was the candy dealer. So eventually, the candy dealer found him in the bathroom. Yeah, I guess he was just like chilling out a urinal, and the candy dealer came up and he was like, "Yo, what's up with you? <laughs> like, do you want to fight me?" <laughs> and I guess he roughed him up a little bit. Not like, I guess there's an only there's an extent to how bad you can beat somebody up as a middle schooler. But he didn't get beat up. He was just like, "Yo, I heard what you did. Like, don't do that again. Or I'm gonna have to like." beat you up or you know you know how kids threaten other kids yeah i'll kick your butt yeah something something like that yeah <laughs> something like that so uh did he ever do it again Nick? your robin hood no he didn't do it again <laughs> <laughs> well i think this is a lesson that you know to summarize that we need more robin hoods in the world wouldn't you say we definitely do we need more lunch period robin hoods more right. middle school robin hoods right like that's the heroes we deserve in this world mm-hmm <laughs> so aside from all the childish things, like how do you feel about graduating in post-grad life? Because I know like all of us are going to be graduating either this semester or next semester and mm-hmm. entering adulthood officially. Yeah, I mean, I'd say um, at least for the past semester, it was, it was pretty anticlimactic, you know, because there are a lot of people I felt that I hadn't been able to reach out to or I hadn't had enough time to hang out with before all these people go out to their to their careers and you know start jobs in different states of the country 
So it's been a little bittersweet to be honest, because uh, I'm glad to be done with classes very soon. But at the same time, I feel like I missed missed some memories, you know, that could have been made these past few months. But you know, everyone's going through it, so it's. I guess it's all about perspective in the end. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. I don't know if there's some people in school that I wasn't ready to never see them again. Right. Like so unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's bittersweet because, like like you said, it's bittersweet. Because, you know, you want to graduate, you want to move on. But at the same time, there's like memories and right. things that you didn't get to do. And it just ended so abruptly. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it, we'll never be in this same place, like, you know, in school like this again. Yeah. I guess that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast. It's like a time capsule. Right. So we can go right. back and like listen to these when we're older and be like, yeah, we were crazy back then. Or, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was an experience. Yeah. No, yeah. Definitely. So after you're finished with your undergraduate studies, Nick, do you know you're gonna, what you're going to be doing, where you're going to be? No, I thought about grad school a little bit, but I'm not exactly sure. I'm just like going with the flow right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have any plans, especially... Like, COVID has made me realize that all plans can just be canceled at any time. Absolutely. It's just, yeah, things are just going right now. Right. So, we'll see. But, uh, this is about the end of the podcast. Do you have anything that you want to plug or shout out? Shout out mom, something? Uh, I mean, always shout out to mom. Um, and your mom, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, there's this album I've been listening to by uh, Emily King. Recently, it's called Sides. It's kind of just an acoustic compilation of um, some of her songs from her various albums. And definitely recommend. It's a nice listen. It's soulful, kind of like neo-pop maybe, but acoustic. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, follow Carlos on Instagram, by the way. Do you want to say your Instagram? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's Los, L-O-S, uh, underscore cars. C-A-R-S underscore Deleon, D-E-L-E-O-N. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next part. Uh, shout out to my audio guy, Carlos. Amazing audio guy, even better friend. All right, bye.